0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spiritual Nomad podcast and YouTube channel. Welcome back. It's been a little bit of time since I've posted anything, and that is because a lot has happened over the past six months with the coronavirus. I'm sure a lot's happened in your life, too. Uh, But for me, things have really taken uh, a hard left turn um, from what I was actually going to be pursuing and doing. In life through coronavirus so uh, it's really been a beautiful experience it's been an amazing past six months um, obviously it's been difficult it's been um, you know hard adjusting to whatever this new normal is but as far as like my soul as far as uh, my energy towards purpose and meaning all of that has really come into alignment and it's been absolutely beautiful And I'm excited to share a little bit with you here. And that's why I've not really been doing much with Spiritual Nomad. I I was really um, focusing on Spiritual Nomad and I was trying to do a whole bunch of things. And finally, one day, um, I just had to come to a decision about where I needed to put some of my energy and effort for a little period of time. Uh, So, but a little bit of precursor before that, because that was uh, not too long ago. So uh, as I think I've talked about in another episode, just about coronavirus uh, forced us all to go into quarantine. It forced us to um, distance from everyone around us. It made us, uh, physically made us go internal, go to the interior. Uh, Not only physically, it made us do that physically, of course, but it also for many of us, including myself, that forced us to go in internally. Into our soul, into the interior landscape of who we are and of who I am. And so I decided, you know, I'm, uh, if you're familiar with Enneagram, certainly we are much more than our personalities. Um, but personalities do help us, you know, interface in the world. Uh, I'm an Enneagram seven, so I'm very much interested in doing things and having fun and doing enthusiastic, and I'm a very enthusiastic sort of person and so quarantine doesn't really pair nicely with my uh personality but uh so i remember uh, going into this quarantine being like man like everything's shutting down at this this point in time it was for a month I'm like that's insane to me like we're not gonna be able to do anything for a month it's like everybody you know it's like pull the plug on the world you know you we've all experienced it um And in that moment, the only thing that I've known to do in times of seeming uncertainty or chaos is to get still, is to be quiet. Uh, There's been many times in my life, primarily, uh, and the thing that comes to the surface most quickly is whenever I moved to San Diego four and a half years ago and about four years ago right now, just going through the deepest depression ever after a false start of a church plant, um, I just remember... Like being introduced to mindfulness meditation, and that's what really changed everything for me. So in this time of chaos, six months ago, with uh, going into quarantine, I just got quiet, got still, decided to focus on my meditation practice, decided to go into prayer, began to do these prayer walks and uh, really engaging. I've always had a decent practice, but always really been on the go, really started to engage my practice in uh a way that it provided space for me that i've not had in a long time i'll put it that way provided space to be able to really give quality energy and effort not just a a little 15 minute thing in the morning before i have to skedaddle off and do whatever it was really hours that i could dedicate to the interior life and so uh i decided to just really pursue that and to press pause on everything else in life because everything was paused and it was in that moment that um, I felt like I was in prayer and I'd been in prayer for a little while and I was still I had released myself of any sort of preconceived notions or thoughts this was a few weeks into all of this so you know uh, I'd settled down my mind enough that I know that I was not really projecting anything of my own will or desire. I was really open to hear God's desire. And all of a sudden I hear in a still small voice, uh, just a simple, will you say yes? And I was like, I know that I heard this, but say yes to what? And uh, I just was like, say yes to what? And I felt like God was like, Will you say yes, and I got this sense. I didn't get a picture in my mind. I didn't get you know, some sort of like thing to do. I didn't get any of that, like any of the normal like American accomplish uh, achievement oriented things did not pop up in my head. It was it was an invitation to a state of being. It was a sort of Uh, invitation into a particular sort of flow of life. It was this peace that surpassed my understanding. It was an awareness that I was being invited deeper into. And so I felt that in my being, I felt that in my body, I felt the tangibility of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if any of you have had that sort of sensation or experience before, but I felt the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit And I just felt this question continued to be asked, will you say yes? And when you taste something so sweet, when you get a little appetizer of something that is so beautiful, how can you not say yes, taste and see that the Lord is good? And I felt like I was getting a little taste of what it meant to live into this sort of of consciousness, to this sort of awareness, to a, I would say, kingdom awareness. And I just said a simple yes. I just was like, well, whatever I am, the state of whatever this is, and I just felt like the the, the Spirit of God was inviting me into this, but I knew that something else was coming with it. I knew that some sort of, life always is the inhale and the exhale. It's the, it's the being and it's the doing. You know, this is the the night and day. This is the the both and of our life is both of these things. And I felt like I was invited into a place of being. And out of that place of being, I could do the doing. That makes sense. And so I I did. I said yes to the being and into whatever this sort of state is that I'm tasting right now. Yes into that. And then I just felt like God say that I will show you what I want you to do. And I was like, okay. so I I had this really beautiful experience of saying yes to to the being before any sort of doing or endeavor uh, came to the surface. And I think that that is I don't think a lot of things are Y equals MX plus B mathematical. I, I don't think myself, that's just not the way I function. Never was good at at math, Uh, science interests me, but I don't quite get it. (laughs) I try to act like I do and talk about metaphysics and things, but I just normally get myself in a problem because I can only go so far. Uh, I think about things in much more, you know, uh, not the matrix, but like in a matrix of life, Um, you know, not necessarily having to be in a timeline or orderly fashion, if you will. Uh, But in this case I do feel like it is important for us to know that it anything that we do in life does come after who we are being in life and I I really think not many things in life necessarily happen this way But I really do hold to this that whoever we are uh, Is really going to dictate and decide what we become and so I, I really Uh, I just want to impart that to you in some way, that if there are things that you are wanting to do in the world, there are accomplishments or achievements that you're after, that is only going to come after some sort of resolve of who you are as a being. Uh, And if you're not seeing much, and if you're feeling scrambled, and you're feeling like there's any level of anxiety or stress around those things of achievement, it's likely because you've lost hold and lost grasp of your being, of who you are, as a fundamental person in union with God. And it's caused a whole lot of problems because you are trying to bear the weight of control and dictation over the vastness of your life and the things that you might even been called to do, Um, but you're picking up something too heavy. Uh, So I'd invite you in this same way, who are we being before uh, we do anything that we're doing? Uh, So I, I said yes to this being and then Few days later, um, I just had a, another invitation. It was like, "Will you say yes to the original calling?" And I was like, "Oh man, like, what does that mean? Yes to the original calling?" And uh, I was reminded of a time whenever I was twenty-one years old, and I was uh, my wife and I. We were in Orlando, Florida. We were with Youth with a Mission, and they had just bought some new property for their uh, campus. And on Tuesday nights we would drive out to this new campus in this, you know, uh, big school, old school bus and then a couple 15 passenger vans and sometimes we would shift around. This time I was riding shotgun in the 15 passenger van coming back uh, from an area around like uh, like Winter Garden if you're familiar with Florida and Central Florida, you know, back to the south side of Orlando um, near the airport. Uh, and so we were driving and I was talking with one of the discipleship training school leaders. Any YWAMers listening to this, you know, hopefully you're not cringing too hard, but uh, YWAM was both good and bad for us. That's a whole other podcast. Um, but I remember distinctly in a conversation with that leader that I was downloaded that I was supposed to plant a church. I was supposed to start a church. I was only 21 years old at the time. I was just getting my feet wet with, you know, really digging into the Bible and having some sort of calling. You know, there's some story preceding age 21, but 21 is whenever it really solidified that um, I wanted to pursue some sort of ministry path. And um, I remember that that was my sort of original calling. I knew that God was in that moment calling me to formulate and form some sort of community. And then out of that, we had some people in uh, charismatic circles. It's not uncommon for people to sit with you and get what we call words of knowledge. These are words of knowledge. Certainly people can be manipulated and coerced by this sort of thing, but I have seen a lot of personal breakthrough whenever someone is non egotistical and wanting to truly help, you in some sort of way understand what God might be doing in and through your life. So we sat, my wife Lindsay and I, with a couple uh, you know I, I will say ladies but they were girls. I mean they're very young um, and they uh, really didn't have any self-interest in giving us any words of knowledge or ego in that uh, that I could perceive and one of the words of knowledge that they received is that God was going to put us on a pioneer path was going to go against the grain of normality and use it in ways that more people will understand that there is more uh, flows of the grain you know there's not just one flow that things have to happen but there is a different way that we are going to help be a part of pioneering and so this original word of knowledge uh, came to me Uh, A few days after just the simplicity of saying yes, and I was like, Oh, original calling. Okay. Yes. yes, That's my original calling. And then I was reminded of moving out to San Diego where I live now to start a church that ultimately, uh, I I posted a video that said my failed church plant and uh, my dad called me and somehow he saw that little clip and he said, Hey, you didn't have a failed church plant. You had a false start. You had a false start, not failed. I'm like, Oh, okay, that's probably a better way of understanding it. So. After that fail or that um, that false start of a church plant, um, you know there was still that calling that I think was deep in there that I've had to really work through the school of hard knocks. But in this moment, in this next sort of prayer session in quarantine, I was like, "Oh man, I've said yes to the being, and now God is inviting me into the doing of that original calling." And I began to say yes to that. I'm like, well, God, <laughs> we're in quarantine right now. How am I supposed to start a faith community um, in any sort of way right now? And I just felt like God said, not today, not right now. I get really excited about things and I like to just jump out and do them. Um, I'm like, okay, you know, well, not right now. Well, when? And God just revealed to me in this still small voice, like, I'll, I'll show you. My intuition told me I will show you when. The time is right intuition and the holy spirit are very similar things i think that a lot of times when folks are using intuition uh, it really can be looked at as the holy spirit and i think uh, sometimes those words can be used synonymous sometimes not but uh, you know in this case i felt like the intuition the holy spirit was prompting me and telling me that i will show you when The time is right. And so um, just to kind of fast forward a little bit, uh, I began to just really just settle into that, pray into that um, and to just ask God to just reveal things whenever the times are right. And so I went back to Indiana in July for just a family vacation. We go visit there. We try to visit once a year. Uh, This year, I think we're gonna be able to get out there twice. And we went back and I spoke at my dad's church and just being back in that place, speaking again, uh, was just really exciting. It was really something that I would missed doing. It was something that I've not done in like years. And uh, so it was just a really fun time to just reconnect in that way. And something that I learned through being back in that environment, was, you know, I've I've been running away from churches and church structures and organizations for a long time. Now I'd been on staff at a Disciples of Christ church uh, for, you know, at that point in time about a year, Uh, but it it was a very different um, flavor of church than what I grew up with with, than what I was used to, and so, um, you know, I didn't really... uh, it wasn't really apples to apples, if you get what I'm saying. And so being back like at my dad's church, like I don't think necessarily that I wanna do something like a mega church or anything like that. But the point is, is that I was back into a space that felt some sort of familiarity to it that enabled me to look at the good aspects of what church can provide for people, not just myself, but for others deep, meaningful experiences in times of music, in times of worship, in times of prayer. And uh, so, like I said, I'd been on staff at a church for a year and and experiencing some of that, but there is something about whenever you are in a transition time of your life, um, mixing both new and old. I think every aspect and season of our life come with a time of um, both clarity and chaos. And so for me, I was sensing some sort of chaos, uh, if you will, some sort of confusion. I I knew that this being, who I was, confusion is not a good word. Let me rephrase that. Um, I was sensing just, you know, uh, just some change, some shift. And in that, it's always a little uncertain of how things might unfold. So, not really confused about what I was doing, but just really having an open ear and open eyes to see how this season might be taking shape and shifting and so uh, I think when we're experiencing heightened levels of I like using the word chaos I think it kind of uh, you know caricatures that in a very pronounced way and so uh, when you're experiencing some level of, of chaos having some clarity revisiting some basic roots so for me like, It was going back to the disciplines and practices. And in this case, visiting my dad's church that felt very familiar. It felt very clear to me. And I feel like I've grown in a particular maturity that, you know, being in church settings, you know, they don't trigger me. They don't make me have any sort of knee jerk reactions uh, like I had four years ago, uh, three years ago to stuff like this. So I didn't have any of that. And I was able to just open my heart and mind to what God might be doing. And, and so speaking at my dad's church was really helpful. And then we came back to San Diego and I just felt like, uh, I felt like God was saying, you know, let's just start, a, let's start a group. And so I remember one of my friends, he's uh, insurance partner of mine. He picked my family up from the airport and we drove back to my house and um, he was asking, he said, he, he, he's asked me a few times, he said, man, are you guys going to start doing anything? And, uh, and he just sort of prayer groups. And I'm like, yeah, actually, I'm going to start one um, next week. And so we uh, started one uh, maybe a week or two after we'd gotten back from Indiana and just started meeting on the beach and uh, just very simple, just a time of meditation, time of prayer to share anything that might be coming to our mind. Uh, It was a very sort of like Quaker oriented gathering. If you're not familiar with the Quakers, uh, they are people who value silence. Uh, there's a book called Holy Silence written about Quakers and uh, it's really just focused on people sitting in silence in meditation. If the divine downloads something into their mind, they share it with the group. And if not, not, it's all good. And so it had a very Quaker-esque sort of vibe, which the, the church movement that I've been a part of and I'm going to continue to be a part of is the Vineyard Church movement. And uh, a guy that really spearheaded our church, it's not a denomination, but our church movement affiliation uh, was a Quaker before this whole vineyard thing got ramped up and going. So um, that's baked into the essence of my own personal church history and church experience is just simply sitting in silence, seeing whatever God might wanna bring to the top of the mind and sharing it with each other. So we started this group and in that time, I was really excited about the spiritual nomad too. Um, I was really feeling like there was something that uh, wanted to emerge with this uh, project that I've been doing for a few years, and partly through maybe apparel. I've always been interested in apparel. Um, also, too, we had uh, did a, my wife and I did a premarital counseling uh, course with a couple friends that we had met through Instagram actually. Uh, Funny enough, so uh, through a series of events, we met through Instagram. They sent us a direct message. They live local in Oceanside, and then um, the divine put on their hearts that you know uh, we should connect and uh, talk through some marriage things. They're going to be getting married soon, and so we did a a course with them. And so um, I felt like we should maybe offer that to more people. And so uh, we put it, Lindsay and I really condensed all this, put a course together. And I thought, man, the spiritual nomad, I'm gonna just keep doing more podcasts every week, doing these videos, I'm gonna uh, get some clothing going, I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna offer this course, this premarital, uh, the spirit-centered marriage course, uh, you know, thinking about doing another course too, having to do with sort of like uh, uh, the mix between the hybrid, between like the contemplative life and also the, the vocational life and, and what does that look like and for those years that I was just working in the insurance industry, still am in insurance independently, but, uh, you working at an actual, you know, corporate place, you know, how do I be a contemplative in a corporate environment? Um, going to do uh, a course on that, which might still happen. I don't know, but, um, you know, just really focusing on the spiritual nomad. This episode is largely to tell you about <laughs> where I've been and why all of things, these things have not happened. And I feel like, um, Just been really open to listening to the Spirit of God and I was so just a recap a little bit and uh, Maybe I've mixed this and edited this so you don't even know this or are aware, but um, my recording device shut off about eight minutes ago and I had to go through and do a whole bunch of things So if uh, the past few minutes have seemed whatever, hopefully it's seamless (laughs) but if they've seemed at all a little interesting, it's because I've spent 10 minutes in between that you've been listening to this that has been cut out trying to figure out technical difficulties. At any rate, um, bringing you up to speed on this, uh, so I got this word, an invitation to being, I got reminded of this original calling, went back to a place of familiarity in Indiana and, and really felt solid about uh, starting some sort of community, some sort of group. Um all the while I'd been on staff at a denomination um called the Disciples of Christ and Oceanside. And then um, you know, we uh started to do that group, uh had a lot of stuff going with the spiritual nomad, and then so there were just a lot of moving parts it felt like. And then I have my insurance business like I just mentioned mentioned. So um So that was a whole lot of things I was doing. So A, I was on staff at Oceanside Sanctuary, uh, you know, 30 hours a week of my time. B, I'm an independent insurance agent, you know, with quotes coming in and clients and things of that nature, trying to build that as well. Uh, C, had spiritual nomad, wanting to start up, you know, the spirit-centered marriage course, the corporate contemplative course, you know, uh, apparel, all of that, and then D, starting the group on the beach and doing that on Thursday nights. And so I had four real big things that I was doing. And then uh, in a meditation time, clearing my own slate, I felt like I saw a picture in my mind's eye, that I felt like was a download from God, that uh, showed me a plate, it was a big white plate, and just a hand just like swiping off, like all the food off of it, like just, just clearing the plate, moving all the plate off. And then the plate was completely clean once the hand did that. And I interpreted that as God wanted me to clear my plate. He wanted me to clear it, clear all of these things that I was doing, all of the stuff that I had rolling, um, all those four items that have a whole bunch of detail Oh yeah, not to mention too, I had taken on a social media client. I do social media freelance work as well. So five things (laughs) I had rolling uh, just about seven weeks ago um, from right now in uh, the first couple days here of October, and I felt like God told me, clear my slate, clear my plate, move it all off. I'm doing something else, and I have been through enough now. And have enough faith in my life now to know that if I have a deep sense of what God is directing me to do um, I just do that like I don't I don't question it too much new I know my life is going to be a lot better if I yield and surrender and I think I did a podcast recently about surrender a few months ago and that's been a huge word throughout quarantine has been surrender yield surrender yield and uh so I just got the sense that I was supposed to clear my plate. So I did that. Um, I started small, started with spiritual nomad, just saying, you know, I, I know that uh, there's a, a big contingency of folks that follow along with what I do. Uh, this has been a project for me for many years. I, I don't monetize this. I suppose, I guess I was going to start doing that in some way. You know, I took pre-orders for shirts, uh, ended up refunding everybody uh, for their money that they bought t-shirts. Um, just wasn't feasible. I started to get into doing that. And I'm like, this is just taking so much uh, time. And um, so refunded everyone their shirts, decided to press pause on podcasts, videos, uh, even posting. So I didn't really do any of my, the, the quotes that are moving me and shaping me and bringing uh, spiritual clarity to me that I share with you on uh, Instagram. I stopped doing all of that. Just really pulled the plug on Spiritual Nomad. I felt like that was part of the clearing of the plate. I uh, resigned from my church position at Oceanside Sanctuary. Uh, I felt like that that was, that was time. I felt like that chapter had come to a close. And so pulled the plug on that. My only, my main source of income, you know, uh, you know, I do insurance as well, but you know, uh, it's you know, if, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not, you know what I'm saying? And uh, 100% commission, independent agent. Um, and so, uh, I um, left everything. I left uh, left spiritual nomad uh, for the projects that I was going to be doing that had possible monetization to those. I um, left uh, the church position there. Uh, I, I cleared off. Uh, the only thing that I didn't really clear off is my freelance social media gig that I have. It's uh, pretty manageable time wise, so I, I kept that rolling. Um, and really just cleared everything off of my plate because I felt like God is wanting to birth a new community and the the weight that I'm getting from this is that it includes me but it transcends me, what is happening right now. And uh, this, this new church community, this community of faith, this spiritual community that has emerged on Thursday night is really supposed to take most of my energy and effort. And so I, I decided to uh, just clear everything out for that and I felt like God showed me a really big and beautiful vision. Of what God wants to do that really is sort of against the grain in a lot of ways but includes a lot of people into a new way of church redefining church Um, I don't even know if it's redefining not redefining I'm gonna I recant it's an original essence of what it means to be people who are gathered together with a collective intention that's what church is Church is a place where people come together with a collective intention, with expectancy to meet God in a unique and profound and intimate way in a group collective. And that is a beautiful thing that happens. And we've thrown the baby out with the bathwater whenever it comes to church, largely. We've been frustrated with the church, people who have deconstructed and who have sought a more expansive spiritual path. And we have largely dismissed what some of the elements of church can really offer for our own spiritual health and growth. And also in ways that we can contribute and give to others as well. And I know that there's a whole lot of stuff mixed up in that, but there's a whole lot of stuff mixed up in any Avenue in any arena. I don't care what it is. I'm not going to not listen to music because the music industry is a little weird and wonky and corrupt at times. I'm not gonna do that. I remember listening to the Joe Rogan episode with uh, the dude from the Black Keys, both those guys on there and they were talking about how jacked up the whole music industry is and all this and that. They're not gonna stop making music simply because Spotify gyps them out of so much money. And so for me, I'm like, I'm not gonna stop doing spiritual community and giving and investing into the lives of people around and including people into the presence of God just because some sort of big, organizations have, you know, taken advantage of folks. I can't just stop doing that. And so I've really felt uh, compelled and called as as my mission that's been really growing since I was 21. I'll be 31 in a few weeks. So over these past 10 years, God has really showed me what my real mission is uh, in this life. And I believe that it is completely focused on inviting people into the presence of God and releasing people in some sort of power that they might be able to live and be empowered by the Spirit and then go and invite other people into that same sort of empowered spiritual life. And so that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm focused in on. Everything uh, really other than my family and my own personal relationship with God, that is on a completely different level uh, and playing field. But as far as my my doing in the world, everything bows to that. Everything is bowing to uh, the call on my life to cultivate and create space and community for people to experience the presence of God and be empowered by the Spirit of God. And so that is my whole focus. That's what I've been up to. Um, and so I know that I've not been as active with the spiritual nomad. Um, I got a few direct messages just asking, you know, if I'm okay, what's going on? You know, haven't really seen much on Instagram, haven't seen anything on YouTube or on uh, the podcasting side of things. And so, uh, thank you to those of you who have reached out and, uh, were caring to know like how I've been and what I've been doing. And I think that uh, this has been a really beautiful episode to be able to just share my journey and in some way, hopefully inspire you to continue to press in during this season. I think 2020 is a year of clarity and I think that clarity effort, there was all these cliches about 2020. Oh, we're going to see clearly in 2020. Oh, we're going to have so much vision in 2020, all these cliches. and. I don't think that they were wrong. I think that when you see clearly, you see the beauty, but you also see the distortion. And so I think right now we are seeing clearly in our life the areas of distortion that we need to um, seek clarity on. And we can see the things, we can see things that are clear to us, that we can pursue more, that we can pursue in even beautiful, greater ways. And so uh, I just wanna encourage you into that. That's been a thing for me, my life trajectory, has really been defined uh, since we've been through this whole pandemic. And so we've been meeting on Thursday nights. We're gonna continue to meet. Um, We have completely uh, dedicated, my wife Lindsay and I, our life to this. And the church, amazingly, is the same name that we came out to start with. It's current. Current means it's what's happening now. It's in this moment. It's what we are doing in this present seed of time it's current it's here there's a whole bunch of other nuances that i like to use as well about a current in the river and electricity current and has all these nuances which is i what i love about words but most importantly right now current is about this it's about here it's about now and so if you want to follow it's uh this is current you can go to thisiscurrent.org check out what we're doing i send out a monday morning meditation every single week if you want to join the mailing list even if you don't live local would love to have you join that a few spiritual nomad folks have joined that um already so this is current.org uh, on instagram as well um, with a couple periods in it so this dot is dot current if you want to follow along with the church plant and people are like why do you need to use the word church it's like well because if you're going to redeem something you have to be intentional about using it And so if I'm going to be intentional about reclaiming the original essence of what church really is, I'm determined to use it. And I love to use the word plant because when you plant something, there is something that is so delicate about that. And you have to nurture it and tend to it. And people have kind of adopted the language of startup, church startups. I don't think church is a startup. I don't think it's a business like that. It really is a church plant. It is something that is nurtured, that is cared for, that needs proper sunlight, attention, water, environment. All of these things are so important. So absolutely it is our church plant. It's not a church startup. It's not anything other than that. It is a church plant. It's a community of us who are wanting to seek the presence of God, live in a particular way, empowered by the spirit that brings everyone into Union with the God God that loves them the God that cares about us that wants to see us flourish and mature into his Spirit and presence and power. So that's what I've been up to. That's what I've been doing. That's the the narrative that's the timeline over these past six months and um, Just want to invite you to spend time in that being Spend time in that being. Everything else will flow from that. As I've been doing things, things have slowly started really ramping up and uh, with current and miraculous things have even happened. It's been really beautiful. Um, But what's happened through all of this is I've been forced to continuously settle into my being. Completely settling back into that place of being. So I want to invite you that you are a human being, not a human doing, and to enter into that space first. So that's what's up with the spiritual nomad. Uh, I've reconciled that I am still going to be uh, incorporating and slowly bringing back in some spiritual nomad stuff. So it's not going away completely. I, I think that this does have amazing benefit for people, especially people who have deconstructed and are seeking to have some sort of reformation of faith. And so I think that that is important for the spiritual nomad. And if you are here uh, and you've been in a season of deconstruction or anything, I want this to be a safe space where you can begin to reformulate some sort of faith that really truly does work for you, that really encounters the Spirit of God in a way that is helpful, beneficial, beautiful, inviting. And so uh, that's why I want to keep doing these. So they're not going to be as frequent as weekly, But I'm going to be bringing some voices on, uh, doing some more. I'm really wanting to focus more on like guests on the Spiritual Nomad, not just like this setting where I'm just sitting in, you know, my room talking to you. I want to bring some more folks onto the show. I think that the Phil Drysdale show is amazing. I think that uh, talking with uh, Keith, you know, was awesome a few weeks back about contemplative spirituality. And so just want to do more of that. So that's probably what is coming over these next few months. This episode uh, will be posted and it'll probably be next month before another one is posted, probably monthly, bi-weekly at best, but I am going to be sure to put it as an intentionality to do more of these because frankly, it's been an amazing community that's formed over the past three years with this spiritual nomad endeavor. So it's beautiful, it's amazing, and thank you for tuning in and joining me here Uh, for another episode of the Spiritual Nomad Podcast, and I'm excited for uh, everything else that may flow from it. Have an amazing week, and be blessed. We'll see you next time.